Welcome to Mermaid on Land, where I interview people with disabilities to give them a voice and a platform and provide them the opportunity to tell their story. On today's episode, I have a, a very dear friend of mine, Michelle Rihano. I've known Michelle for about five or six years, and I wanted to invite her today to tell her story of the things that she has had to endure and experience. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Misty. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Anytime. No problem. Pleasure is mine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to invite you on this podcast. Um, I wanted to ask you a little over a year ago, um, but I knew that it probably wasn't going to be the right time because I knew you were going through a lot. It'd be Misty. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically, um, well, my name is Michelle Rihanno. And I live in Toronto, Ontario, uh, Canada. And so this all happened to me just last January of 2021. So what happened was I had, so starting December of 2020, I started developing a boil and on my left leg. And, you know, normally I do get boils from time to time. And um, usually it's, you know, it was I thought it would be okay and whatever. So as uh, weeks uh, gone by, I noticed it started getting worse once the boil popped. And I didn't really look into it. This was also during the pandemic. Uh, you know, in Canada, we have stricter, uh, I guess, lockdowns mm -hmm. uh, regulations. So um, pretty much I was scared. You know, COVID, obviously, I was scared. I was afraid to go to the hospital. I was like, you know, this is all going to like go away. I've tried home remedies, didn't work. It ended up getting worse. So I ended up um, calling 911 because it got to the point where I couldn't walk. So what happened was uh, I was taken to the hospital and already there, they were saying that um, I developed, uh, you know, an infection, mm -hmm. a flesh eating disease that went into my blood as well. So there could be a possibility of amputation uh, of my left leg. So unfortunately, that's what had to happen. They had to amputate my left leg. And um, from there, basically, you know, still I had to, uh, I had the blood issue where my blood was septic, where the bacteria was in my blood. So I had to do a lot of blood transfusions. I went through four surgeries in six days. I only had a, I had less than a 10% chance of living. Um, but uh, Mount Sinai um, Hospital here in Toronto was able to save me. And um, I guess uh, I was in the hospital for four months. And here I am today. Wow. That's pretty that's, much my story. That's yeah. a resilient story. I have been disabled all my life, so I don't know anything different. And I've had conversations with people before that, like, they say if somebody is one day abled and walking around and normal, quote unquote, I don't really like to use that word, but normal is not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if somebody's able-bodied and able to do all the things like anyone else, and then one yeah. day they have a car accident or they have a serious life-altering event such as what you endured, I couldn't imagine what that's like. 
that's I, I only know what I know. But to go from being able to do all the things and then waking up and not being able to do things that you normally would do with ease, you know, I can't I can't imagine what that's like for you. So my heart goes out to you and like I said, I've known you for a really long time and you're a very strong person. Um thank you. You know, and so I really appreciate knowing you and seeing your experiences from afar and you know we don't know everything that you go through but i can imagine some of the difficulty that you have so what have you learned about yourself through this whole process i learned that i'm definitely stronger than i think mm-hmm. <laughs> that i thought sorry mm-hmm. you know knowing i think when i was in the hospital i had really no idea what i was going through and you know i had a lot of family friends uh you know my husband was able to update constantly my family and friends and everybody was telling me what i went through and i think when i was in the hospital i didn't really know what i was going through i was kind of just like in a daze yeah i guess but yeah i think overall the main thing i didn't know and how strong I really am because just based on what I've heard like you know with my blood being um you know basically poisonous you know um you know with the bacteria and I survived all that all those blood transfusions and so forth and you know it's just amazing what I actually can go through and I think that was the biggest thing I've learned out of this whole thing that about myself what has surprised you the most during this most trying time with people, yourself, or otherwise? I think what surprises me the most is how here uh, the assistance for, I guess, people, you know, in my situation, it's, they're not as helpful as I thought. And it kind of makes me feel like kind of like bad for people that you know I'm lucky I have all the support I have here like I have my family I have my friends uh you know especially my sister and my husband but some people don't have that opportunity some people don't have that and it's so hard to you know find the resources I I found that in my pro in my so far in my journey I had to do a lot of things find a lot of things myself, of course, with the assistant of my family and my friends, mm-hmm. especially from my sister and my husband. And I think what surprised me especially was how really independent I was in the past. And now I have to be dependent. It's it's hard. It's de- It was definitely a shock for me. And I'm still living with it. I'm still trying to, trying to process it mm-hmm. as days go by. But I think that's the one thing, the what couple of things that has surprised me throughout this whole thing. I kind of, when you were talking, I was just kind of thinking of that movie, not, not movie, but you know, the famous scene in Friends, how they're trying to get the couch up the stairs. And they're each, yeah. they're each trying to maneuver this couch up the stairway, and it's very narrow. And he keeps saying, pivot, <laughs> you know, the pivot line. <laughs> Uh, That's literally my favorite scene of that whole series. But I just kind of think, you know, when you're having to, not only are you having to navigate this new obstacle without having a leg, but then now you are having to pivot with each um, scenario throughout the day and re-navigate cooking and and all the things. Um, How is that for you? How is cooking? Is it, have you found ways around it or... 
Yeah, like I, I still get assistance from my sister and my husband. So, mm-hmm. you know, with chopping, because also um, I forgot to mention that I'm type 2 diabetic. So oh. uh, because I didn't look after it for so long, in which I, you know, um, I regret not looking after it. But, you know, I got to live on and you know, I got to move forward. But mm-hmm. other than that, my eyesight isn't the greatest. So, um, you know, I would have to have them assist me in the chopping and everything. But I still can see like, um a little bit good on my left eye so mm-hmm. I mean to say um cooking has been okay it's definitely not the same mm-hmm. um but uh, I have used things like my instant pot I've used um my air fryer which is a great help mm-hmm. uh definitely makes things a lot faster and even tastes better so uh yeah. definitely um you know using those tools um, you know, really helps a lot in my situation. But cooking has been okay. It's just there is sometimes I need assistance mm-hmm. uh, for chopping and everything. And it is because of my eyesight. Um, sure. But yeah. other than that, if my eyesight was better, then I can definitely do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have like um, a kind of like an adjustable hospital table that I purchased. So basically, that really helps me. Um, that helps me if I need to. Like... But I'm so glad that you're able to kind of navigate that. I knew for me, I don't like when I make spaghetti and things like that. I don't do yeah. the typical boiling of the water, straining it because it's too heavy for me to lift it safely. So yeah. I use my instant pot or you yeah, know, I love instant my instant pot, pot. to make spaghetti. And it's so easy. You don't even need to add water it to it. It just, you just add all the meat and the sauce and you add a little bit of water from the saucepan or the not saucepan, but the, marinara sauce or spaghetti sauce whatever you want to call it and you just cook it you know for 15-20 minutes and it's done it's so simple so there's definitely ways around things like that now and I use a lot of pre-cooked or not pre-cooked but pre-cut vegetables too to kind of just the same yeah yeah have you learned have have your friends or relatives or anything like that treated you with kid gloves are they, how are they treating you? Are they treating you with like, you can do this? Or you, have you found that they've kind of changed a little bit towards you? There hasn't been any change. My friends have been 1000% supportive and also my family. Um, you know, um, I think too, sometimes I do have to take a step back and know that this is also new for them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is something that they're completely new to adjust. And I think at first when certain things like inviting me to places and it's not as wheelchair accessible, they're mm-hmm. already like, you know, assuming that, oh, will Michelle be able to come? Maybe we mm-hmm. won't mention it. And then, you know, when I find out from another person, I get really like, really hurt. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of have a little situation there and then, then you know my friends like feel bad they apologize and I'm still like hurt but at the same time I'm like you know what I'm like I gotta make a step back and realize that they're also learning from this that they're also like this is also new for them so but other than that they have been 1000% supportive um, my friends and my family throughout this whole process you know I think if it weren't for for them I wouldn't be here I know Mm -hmm. that they were they were praying for me. They did group prayers, like from Zoom. And it's just amazing how prayers do work. And yeah. I'm I'm 1000% grateful for that. Like that, that takes me back a lot. And I'm really thankful. So 
like it was just amazing what my husband was telling me that what people were like organizing and so they've been so much so supportive and so understanding of my situation but again sometimes I do have to take a step back and realize that they are still learning this day by day and they're mm-hmm. they are still trying to adjust and like as well we have to understand that they're like our family and friends are learning to adjust and yeah and just getting used to this yeah yeah that's a really good point something that I want to mention too is recently I went to Nashville I went to Nashville Mm -hmm. to go see a show I went to go see Bailey Luttrell with a friend Amber and we were getting ready to get on the bus and the Greyhound driver two of them were discussing in front of me whether or not I'd be able to get on the on the bus and it's like hey, you know, you could ask me, you could talk to me, you could ask if I'm able to get on the bus, Um, or Mm -hmm. even, you know, going to a hotel, I could have a name on a reservation. And they'll talk to my friends, they won't talk to me, because they assume that I'm not able to comprehend whatever they're saying. And I think that's really important to point out. And it ties kind of back into um, what you were saying before about like, your friends assuming or not being not wanting to be insensitive or not wanting to necessarily leave you out but also they're trying to navigate that too and I think that's part of the reason one of the main reasons that I wanted to start this podcast a year ago is because I wanted to express that people with disabilities have a voice and they can speak for themselves and they can advocate for themselves and I think it's important for people to to know that so yes and I, you know, it never dawned on me. Yes, of course, your friends will be learning as well. They're learning. They're they're navigating a new normal as well. So that's a really good, that's a really good point. It's also necessary to point out that we have we have a voice, and you have a voice too. Um, yeah. You struggle with your eyesight, and you have a lost limb, but that doesn't mean that you're not able to advocate for yourself or speak for yourself. And so. Do you think that you would write a story or write a book about what's happened to you? Do you think that you would be open to that at some point? I definitely would be, uh, you know, def- uh, you know, based on what I've been through, I know a lot of people out there, um, you know, definitely knowing how I've felt throughout my whole recovery so far in my journey I know a lot of people would definitely like to hear about it and know about it because like myself in the beginning, I was lost mm-hmm. and sometimes I still am, you know, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, uh, I've recently seeked counseling and, you know, and it helps a lot as much as before I was kind of denying myself and was like, you know, I don't need it. I don't need it. You know, doing my first counseling session this week, I was like, I do need it. I do need that kind of like that person that doesn't completely know me to hear my story and Mm -hmm. you know and understanding and then thinking about people that are going through what I've gone through or similar a similar situation they probably want to hear more stories out there and what what like like what I've gone through and they can relate to it and and Mm -hmm. so forth so definitely I would love to write a book or uh you know write um share my story with with others out there because you know, like me, like I've even seeked TikTok accounts of people that 
are, you know, that um, are wheelchair bound and, or even um, there's even something called blind talk on TikTok where I'm seeing people with like low vision, um, like which what I have and it's great to see and I get to like find out different apps and different resources on my own from those from those accounts and they help mm -hmm. a lot so I'm sure doing that would help a lot of people out there that are going through my situation or something similar yeah I think that's the best part about TikTok is hearing from people yeah. and their stories the dances and the cute little makeup things and all the things that you see are great yeah but I really get a lot out of watching people's stories and listening to them. And, and it sort of takes like a Band-Aid off a little bit. And you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. now I'm not alone. And I don't feel so alone. And I don't feel so um, bare or broken or vulnerable. I feel better. Yeah. I'm not the only one dealing with A, B, or C. So that's a really good side of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And that's kind yeah. of the, the thread in that sort of way, as cheesy as that might sound. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think you, you mentioned earlier on about COVID and how, like, you didn't go and, you know, I think it's really important to know that, one, advocating for one's health is very, very important. It's very, very important. But I think COVID kind of took that away from a lot of people. The ability to go and get checked in and, and make sure they're okay. Um, and it was a very vulnerable time. I can't even imagine. Not only were you not able to go see a regular doctor because of restrictions and what have you, but you were also dealing with a medical crisis. So I can't even imagine what that was, was like. And it was, it was hard going through COVID and being, you know, in situations where you couldn't go to concerts, you couldn't go to the movies, couldn't go to restaurants, you just had to stay home. But then add on top of that, not only are you isolated, but you're also dealing with a health issue. So I imagine that was yeah. a very lonely time for you. And so, it was. yeah, I just really commend you for your bravery and for, you know, coming on and telling your story. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions and then I think the floor is yours and you can say anything that you would like people to know. Is there a quote that you live by? I think the one quote I do live by mm -hmm. for sure is you're stronger than you think. That's yeah. definitely something that I really go by. Mm -hmm. And because before, I think I was already just you know like I was everyone always has their insecurities you know and mm -hmm. I think you know with this with this that I've this journey that I've gone through so far I had no idea what I can what I can face you know mm -hmm. definitely going through four surgeries in six days having 10% chance of less than 10% chance of living um, being in the hospital for four months and then coming home going back to work and then my eyesight. I've just been through challenge after challenge, went through three surgeries also with my right eye. Like it was just crazy. And kind of looking back and even thinking about it now, it's like, wow, like I could do this. Like I am strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I'm really looking into like 
looking for more programs, seeking counseling, even as far as, you know, even checking out a prosthesis clinic to see exactly, you know, what my options are and moving forward. Like, I always kept saying, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, this is just no one's going to help me. But sometimes, yeah, like, I'm stronger than I think. And sometimes I do have to to help myself and mm -hmm. and kind of, like, push forward instead of just sitting there and doing nothing about it. Right. So I think, when people, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, Kind of just like thinking that, you know, again, like you're stronger than you think. And you can, I thought I could not overcome anything. But the fact that I can overcome all of that and continue to overcome these challenges. Yeah, like I definitely think that I am strong. And sometimes I just got to remind myself. And a lot of people have to remind themselves that they are stronger than they think. They got to just continue to challenge the, the, themselves. And if, if you know, that song, that song by Aaliyah, try again, you just mm -hmm. dust yourself off and yeah. you try again. That's I, what you just got to do. Yeah. I listen to that song frequently, actually, when I'm having moments yeah. where I'm like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, but yeah. I think, you know, part of having a, a disability and even, even, um, able bodied people can go through situations where like this is I I don't know how to do this I don't have, I don't know how to navigate this and then when yeah. you get to the point where you're like I have no choice the no choice situation has to outweigh the fear or the the likelihood of the impossibility and you're like I have no choice but to try to do this and figure this out because I don't know what else to do it's either I not don't do anything at all and I I stay stuck or I navigate this new challenge, challenge on top of challenge on top of challenge. There's this mm -hmm. meme that says, yo, I hear you like a challenge. So I put challenges on top of your challenge. And so, so you can grow from your growth <laughs> from your challenges. Yeah. And it's like, isn't that the truth? <laughs> like when you, don't, <laughs> when you don't have a choice, but to figure it out. And then that's where you come and you figure out your strength and you're like, wow, exactly. I just did this, 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 and this. And I'm so proud. I never thought I would be able to do that. And then that's where you build in like your confidence too. Um, you know, like, well, I can, I can do this. It's not totally hopeless. It's not totally lost. I can figure this out. I can navigate this. There's a lot of I was just listening. I like that quote too that you just explained. So I was just like listening to it. So no, it's <laughs> definitely a good point. Yeah. Um, I have a friend, her name is Amy, and she is a mm -hmm. double amputee. And she has described um, you know, she's had um kidney issues and liver issues, and she's had liver and kidney transplants back to back, lost both of her legs because of an infection, and they had to do that to save her life. But she has described to me something called phantom pain. Um, and that's yeah. where you feel the pain, like your leg is still there. Have you experienced that? Yes, I have. I've experienced that a lot. Oh, um, and it's definitely a weird feeling. Like it's, I used to be very, um, it was very painful when I was at the hospital. Um, mm -hmm. It's calmed down now a little bit, but I still, you still get it from time to time. Uh, especially sometimes when I'm in my chair and I feel like I, my leg is still there, but it really isn't. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a weird feeling, but I do get them from time to time. But yeah, it's not as bad as before. Okay, um, well, that, yeah. that's good. I, I, w I would think that that would be really scary and really frustrating as well. Yeah. So 
Is there anything that you would want people to know about you that they don't know already? Um, so far, I think what I just wanted to share was, you know, I think in, in everything that I've gone through, definitely stay strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say, especially for people that have just, you know, that are new to this, I'm still getting used to these challenges. I'm still learning. And sometimes I do have those times where I do want to give up. I'm just like, screw it, whatever it is, what it is. But really, you just got to, you know, you just got to take that mentality off and just continue to move forward and be positive. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. Like I'm setting new goals for myself every day, getting things done where I actually couldn't get done before. And instead of just sitting there and doing nothing about it, I'm just finding out like with the challenge of my eyes and everything, I'm finding ways to, to navigate better on my phone. Um, You know, definitely using a lot of like my magnifying um, apps to help me see better, even with learning how to exercise, you know, in my chair, like I'm finding YouTube videos and so forth. There's so many things you can learn outside in the social media world Mm. and use it to your advantage it's free use it to your advantage yeah and you know you just gotta continue to be strong-minded and know that sometimes you you can't always depend on people you gotta sometimes depend on yourself yeah and there's nothing wrong with that at all there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong you actually have that more proud feeling like wow like i could do it i can actually do this so that's something that I do want to share out there for people that think that they can't do it, but they really can. Yeah. And I'll just go ahead and um, we're, we're just about finished, but I just have a couple points that I wanted to mention. Um, okay. First of all, there is an app called Be My Eyes. I don't know if you've heard of that. You no, can sign up for that. And it if you're in a situation where you're not able to find something in the kitchen or at the store, mm-hmm. You can actually call someone for help and whoever has the application can get the prompt like someone needs your help and they can answer your call. And then they can point out, oh, you're looking for the milk in the refrigerator. You're looking for the orange juice or eggs or what have you. And you're not able to find it. Or if you're at the grocery store, you can then call someone, a random stranger. It's really interesting how that works. And they will tell you and they'll help you with that. They'll like, that you know, help you navigate that so that's one of a really cool thing that I've heard but also just to kind of go back into what you were saying before you don't have just know that you're navigating the new normal and you don't have to be so strong all the time because there's that pressure of people in you know even for myself even though I've had my disability my entire life there's that pressure of like I have to be strong I have to be strong or people are going to think that I'm acting or feeling sorry for myself or whatever there's gonna be a time where you're gonna break down and that's okay allow yourself that moment allow yourself that moment to grieve those times and I know that you've been vulnerable and you've kind of shared a little bit you know your of your challenges with people um but just know that it's okay to break down and it's okay to have a weak moment and it's okay to even feel sorry for yourself in the moment you know but don't stay there long enough you know too long because then you know, just make sure you, you know, you're the epitome of bounce back and resiliency. So I just want to applaud you for that. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to go ahead and end on a lighter note because I want to talk to you about your shows 
that you binge watch because we talk about this quite often. Um, okay. What are what are your shows that you're really into right now? Uh, I'm a definitely a reality show fan, so I love my 90 Day Fiance. You've probably seen my stories, Misty. Like I'm obsessed <laughs> um, of anything 90 Day Fiance related. Mm-hmm. Um, I love obviously like you know reality shows like Love Is Blind. Um, I know there's a new one called Ultimatum. I haven't seen that yet, but I will be binge watching that. So fair warning. <laughs> um, shows that I really love, to be honest, I've recently got into this show that I've been wa- binge watch. Um, it's called Yellowstone. It's with uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. It's kind of like in uh, located in uh, Montana, where it's kind of like a little like cowboy mafia movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, show. Mm-hmm. And you know what's wrong with Kevin Costner? Like he's a hottie for sure. <laughs> um, but I love that. And um, on Netflix, I love watching Ozark. That's what um, I've been binge watching too. And also, there's nothing wrong with watching Simpsons and Friends for sure. Uh, that's an, and The Office. Those are like my top that I've continuously watched and binged. And yeah, those are probably the main things I'm I've been mostly watching. That's awesome. Right I'm, I'm really yeah. into the show Mom. It's no longer... Oh, I just finished that. I it's so funny. That show. <laughs> I laugh so hard. I've seen it so many times, but it's like my favorite yeah. show. And then I also I watch... I love that show, too. Um, Dateline. I'm addicted to Dateline. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to mention, I love, I love the criminal documentaries. I love them, too. Nice. I watch all the criminal documentaries. Um, I'm obsessed you watch it at night, don't you, Misty? I, you know what? I was talking to my friend Bree about this the other day, and she's like, why? Why? I fall asleep. I can sleep with the Dateline episodes going, and it's like all these murder like <laughs> documentaries, and it's like, why can you fall asleep to that? I totally do. But then I'm like, It's like the best timing to watch it. Yeah, and it's, it's, but that's like real life stuff. There's other like movies and things like that, like scary movies that I would literally not watch. Because it would give me yeah. anxiety, but this is real life stuff, true stories exactly. about people, you know. <laughs> and she's like, um, so my friend Brie gives me a really hard time about that. It's pretty funny. But yeah, so I just wanna thank you so much um for coming on my podcast. Really appreciate it. It means a lot. You're to very me. welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's it's been a pleasure. So honestly, I'm and thank you, Misty, for for having a platform like this for, you know, um, people um, like us, you know, that have a voice and want to share it. So no more <laughs> thank you to you, Misty, for for getting this going and for having this platform for people to listen to. Um, you know, I'm sure on behalf of everyone, including myself, like we appreciate it so much. So thank you again.